Hello, this is Jay Lewis, and welcome to the Old Radio Companion. The makers of Wrigley's Spearmint Chewing Gum invite you to enjoy life, life with Luigi. The four dealers of America present the Fred Allen Show. Lucky Strike program starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Rochester, Dennis Day, Bob Crosby, and yours truly, Don Wilson. The makers of Chase and Sanford Coffee and Royal Puddings bring you the Charlie McCarthy Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another show of the Old Radio Companion, and thanks for showing up. And meeting me at this great place to laugh and listen to some old radio together. And before we get started, I just wanted to take some time to thank some listeners and for their support. I just want to thank everyone that's listening in Ajax, Ontario, Canada, and also Los Angeles, California. Uh, also Chicopee, Massachusetts, and West Yarmouth, Massachusetts. So thank you, all of you, for listening. I really do appreciate it uh, a lot. So anyway, on today's show of the Old Radio Companion, um, we're going to have a great show. And actually, you know, I couldn't do this show without you. You know, the reason that you show up and you listen and download and do all that, well, you know what? It just inspires me. You know, I keep showing up. And our show has actually grown uh, quite a bit. So I really appreciate all your support and all the listeners out there. But before we get on with our show... I came across some really, <laughs> some really funny store names, and actually, I remember um, my mom. My mother had a really great sense of humor, and she was always, um, they would always make up, you know, their like their own store names. Like if they had a store, you know, what the store would be named. But anyway, um, I know we did a show on funny signs and kind of billboards and things like that. But I came across these really great storefronts, and I just thought I would share some of them with you. Um, as we open our show. So this one, now, <laughs> to some people, this could maybe be offensive uh, of some sort. But anyway, I just thought it was kind of funny. It's a flame-broiled uh, burger place, and it's called the Hinden Burger. So, you know. Well, anyway, I mean, you know, a lot of people uh, that were around then are all gone anyway. So, you know, no one, don't get offended by that. Uh, this one... Um, uh, let me see the chocolate log, uh, confessions and coffee shop. The co- the chocolate log. Um, you could take that any way that you want. This one I thought was very uh, creative. Um, Titanic, the Titanic. <laughs> What's funny is it's a Thai restaurant, and you know the Titanic was a British ship and stuff. But anyway, you know I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, this one a bakery called Bread Pit. I thought that was really good, actually. Very creative. This one, I do not understand. Um, I would really like to get a hold of these people and ask them where they got this name, but uh, it's Herpes Pizza. So, um, yeah, I I hope that, you know, the pizza doesn't give you herpes, but I don't know. Uh, That's kind of weird. Anyway, this one, uh, (laughs) this one, Knobs and Knockers. And it actually is. It's the this uh, boutique that sells just 
I guess, doorknobs and different knockers and stuff, but knobs and knockers. Uh, this one I thought was really funny, uh, but it would offend uh, those who um, are really into the Pixar um, thing, and, and especially this one, but it's called, it's a fish and chip place called Frying Nemo. So, poor Nemo. So that's where, that's what ended up, you know, you always ask, like, where where did Nemo go after the movies? Well, doesn't look like it fared well for him. Oh, this one, okay. This one is a hair, um, a hair boutique or, you know, a salon, and it's called Lord of the Rents. <laughs> and actually what's cool is the, the sign on the store actually looks like the Lord of the Rings. You know, it's the same kind of font and the gold writing and all that stuff. Um, this one um, is another hair salon called Curl Up and Die. So hopefully that's not what happens to you uh, when you actually go. Um this one was kind of cool. This one is ab- advertising a, a propane company, and it's called Passmore Gas and Propane. <laughs> and actually, it's Passmore. Passmore um, is the the name of the company, but Passmore Gas. You always wonder, like, when they do that, if they actually were like, hey, hey Steve, <laughs> you know it would be really funny for our company? You know, I know our, our name is Passmore. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like you always think if they really caught on to what they were actually putting on the sign. But anyway, I'm, I'm sure they did. I can't imagine that you could put Passmore gas and propane on a tank and not realize what you were doing. Uh, this one, um, a floral shop called Florist Gump. <laughs> so, you know, it would be really funny if you walked in and there was the guy and he was like, you know, you know. My mom told me that life was like a bunch of flowers, you know. So, anyway, that was kind of a funny one. Um, let me see here. Um, this one is an acronym. Uh, I don't know what it spells. It could be like the name of the people that own it, but it ended up being um, STD Wines and Liquor. So, you know, so you go over to Herpes Pizza and then you go to STD Wines and Liquor. <laughs> It is weird. I would not put that on my storefront if that happened to spell out my initials. Um, let me see here. Oh, this one, um, the Wax Shack. Can you guess what that one is? The Wax Shack? Yeah, it's a hair salon. So hopefully, you know, your hair doesn't look like they just whacked it with a weed eater or something. Uh, this one, uh, A&K, uh, they own a, a, a chicken restaurant, and it's called Lick a Chick. So hopefully it doesn't have the feathers on it yet, you know, but a best tasting chicken on the island. I'm not really sure where they are. Um, They're in another country because it says two kilometers. It could be up in, I don't know, sure, but lick a chick. Yeah. So maybe it's a, you know, you can, you know, sample, you know, before you like, yeah, you like, oh, that's pretty good. Okay. This one was really funny. Um, You know what? It's so funny. The building looks like it's like in the, in the old West, (laughs) like in the 1840s or something, but um, it's called Emagon Funeral Home. I'm a gone. I'm a gone. (laughs) Goodbye, I'm gone. Funeral Home. That's actually pretty funny. I like that one. This one uh, doesn't make sense because I don't know about you, but I eat in a lot of Asian restaurants and I go, I eat, I love pho, I love Vietnamese, I love Japanese, Chinese, you know, I'll, I'll do all of that. But I have never gained weight from it. But this uh, Chinese restaurant soon um, seems to think that you are going to gain a lot of weight. And it's a Chinese takeaway place called Soon Fat. So, 
So they're expecting that you're going to be huge if you eat there. Um, this one was hilarious. So sometimes when they <clears throat> do signs on storefronts, they do this thing where they put words together, but they don't realize what it's really saying. So really what they're advertising, it's a um, martial arts kickboxing place. And what's the, what they're trying to do is advertise that they, you know, women come there to kickbox and kids come there to kickbox. But really uh, what, it, what it says on the sign is women kickboxing kids. <laughs> You just go in there and kids are flying all over the place. You see, you know, it's like the it's a place for angry moms, you know, to get their aggressions out on their children. But women kickboxing kids. Hopefully that's not the case. You know, Um, this one is a very dangerous place and I would not recommend this place, but they're a firearms company. They sell guns and it's called PMS. So it's it has a a specific market. So, um, you know, this place is for angry Angry women, basically, that can just pick up a gun. So watch out, husbands out there. Okay, now this is another example of when they put, like, words on a storefront or a storefront kind of thing. And this is a movie theater. And they just happened to be playing three movies. And they set them up this way. But they were playing the movie Pirates. They were playing the movie Knocked Up. And they were playing the movie Shrek. And it ends up saying Pirates Knocked Up Shrek. So that's too bad. Poor Shrek. Okay, uh, there's a place called Stoner Drugs, which I would totally change. I even if your last name was Stoner and you wanted to own a pharmacy, I would not put Stoner Drugs on my on my thing. This one, the hair salons have really creative names, <clears throat> and this one's Jack the Clipper. I like that one. Um, oh, this one I would not put my even my if my last name was Asman. I would not put my name on anything. It doesn't matter what it would be. It could be like Asman Gas Station, Asman, you know, restaurant. I just wouldn't, even a proctologist, I would not put Asman on my sign. But this one is Asman's Barber. So I would say that you have hair in other places, you know, that this is the place to go. Um, to bead or not to bead. <clears throat> Yeah, I didn't like that one. I don't even know why I shared that one. That's not really funny. Oh, this one's funny. Their I think their last name is OK. OK. It's O K A Y. And it's OK Store. So, you know, it's not the best store, but it's okay. Come on in. You know, we have some stuff um that you might like. This one I thought was really funny. It, this is like the uh, bakery uh, for um that we just uh had for Bread Pit. And this one's called Bread Zeppelin. And I thought that was really awesome. And you can actually imagine the guy that owns it. <laughs> you know, he's like, <clears throat> you walk in, and there's like this, all this rock music going. That'd be kind of funny. Not only do they have the OK store, you know, but they also have OK Chinese food. It's actually big letters, OK. So, you know, it's like, hey, where, where do you want to go eat? Well, we go to the OK Chinese store. Well, I mean, the Chinese food. Well, why can't we go to the really good one? Why do we just have to go to the OK one? <clears throat> And just like Asman, if I had the last name Butts, um, I would not put my name on anything. And this is Butts Real Estate. So <laughs> there's also Pita Pan, which I thought was funny. <clears throat> and our very last one, and this is not a storefront funny name or anything. <clears throat> and I still haven't figured this one out. They made a mistake with the number, but in a supermarket, and it looks like it might be 
in an Asian country of some sort, because um, I'm kind of looking at the picture. But anyway, on the sign on the back, it says they're open nine days a week. So figure that one out. <laughs> Phew, they're open nine days a week? We can, that's great. Well, anyway, there's some funny store names. Um, anyway, I just wanted to share those. Well, anyway, that wasn't even the main part of the show. Uh, That was just like some funny stuff I wanted to share with you. But anyway, the real uh, topic of our show today is equally, equally gripping. And this is heists. And I told you last ne- last week that we we're going to be looking at heists. Oh, and by the way, thank you so much for being patient uh, last week. I was on a vacation. I actually went and visited some family down in Reno, Nevada. And uh, the show got, I just ended up, and what really happened, I have to be honest with all of you, <laughs> I actually did um, the recording and then I was just going to play one of the past shows. And what ended up happening? Yep, Jay Lewis, smart guy. I took off and I did not uh, post the show. I actually forgot to post it. So anyway, I ended up posting it when I got back on Sunday. So that's why the show was late. Um, originally, it was going to go down on Friday and then all that. So anyway, I appreciate the, you know, the downloads and everybody seems to be doing that. So that's good. Well, anyway, <clears throat> uh, we're going to be talking about heists. And I just thought these were so funny. I love crime show, you know, kind of stuff anyway. So, but anyway, we're going to, I wanted to share some of these heists because I thought they were really funny. The first one, and these are real, these are like really true things that happen. The first one, it was considered the Nutella and Kinder chocolate egg heist. So, if you know what Nutella is, that brown frosting stuff, I'm not really a fan, but my kids used to like it. And also the Kinder chocolate egg. So, those chocolate eggs that you see and uh, when we think about a heist we really don't think about we always think about you know bank robberies and valuable gems and diamonds that are stolen things like that but we don't usually refer them to sweets well that's actually what happened in 2017 when in the town of Nudstrad, Germany this huge refrigerator truck was stolen and it contained 20 tons of Nutella that's a lot of Nutella Yep, the famous hazelnut chocolate spread and also Kinder chocolate eggs. So the police were not sure if the crooks were interested in the you know, in the truck. Uh, they were trying to steal the trailer and it just happened to have all these things in it, you know, or they were actually trying to steal the actual Nutella and the Kinder eggs. The value of the Nutella and the Kinder eggs are valued to be around $80,000. So this is what's funny. The police warned the town and everything around it uh, in uh, Nutstrat, Germany, that if they actually, if you came across anyone suspiciously selling (laughs) large quantities of uh, Nutella or anything or the eggs out of a truck, you were supposed to contact the authorities immediately. So I thought that was kind of funny. And actually that same weekend in that same area, another trailer containing fruit juice was stolen from a town called Wittenberg, Germany. So it was like 260 miles away from where the other one. So it was either the trucks and they were just stealing truck uh, truck trailers and whatever was in it was in it. But $80,000 worth of Nutella, you know, so you never know. Okay, the next one. This one's known as the Wisconsin cheese heist. <laughs> so someone got cheesed. Well, this is a heist where um, those involved, they involve cheese. And there's there's a lot of heists that involve cheese, actually. I was reading through some of them. And not just cheese, but 
about 20,000 pounds of cheese. So there's this company called U.S. Foods in southeast Wisconsin, and the cheese just disappeared. So what happened was the semi-truck driver was delivering cheese from Green Bay, and he was bringing it all to New York. So sad. All you guys in New York City didn't get your cheese. No toasted cheese sandwiches for you guys. So when the truck unhitched, uh, he had to go run an errand. I think he had to go to the bathroom. It just says that he went to have <laughs> do a quick errand. But, you know, who does that? It's like you drop off this truck with all this cheese in it and you just kind of leave it there. Well, he probably had to go to the bathroom. So anyway, um, he actually unhitches it. And the, tr- the cheese is worth $46,000. And he came back and the trailer was gone. So they basically, it sounds like they were really waiting for this guy, you know, to drop it off. They're like, okay. And they had this truck and they just took off with the cheese there's their chance to get all this cheese so where did the truck driver go well like i said i think he went to the bathroom or called his wife or you know something he comes back oh my god the cheese is gone um you know the heist gang could have some really clever names like the pepper jack gang or the colby gang you know it'd be kind of cool well anyway the cheese was gone and like i said a lot everybody in new york city didn't get their cheese they got cheesed okay this one the black truffle heist so this one has more to do with the fact that these black truffles are actually worth a lot of money, and they actually are. So, you know, and we always hear about those complex, you know, in a, uh, kind of integrate heists where, you know, the crooks break into a museum and there's this expensive work of art and they tunnel their way through it or they tunnel through the bottom of a bank to steal millions and all that kind of stuff. It's all carefully planned, organized and orchestrated operation, you know. So anyway, um, we understand when there's like millions of dollars at stake, but what about black truffles? So these truffles, the police arrived um, at a warehouse in Provence, France, and that's what they found. These thieves had planned a heist that involved, um, they, they had rope ladders that came down from the roof. They used night goggles. I mean, they because they came in the dead of night. So they really knew what they were doing. And they stole $100,000 worth of black truffles. So they were able to sneak in, access these refrigerators where the truffles were being stored. And yep, off they went. So it is known as the black truffle heist of 2019. And I'm not sure what they did with these truffles. Um, what'd be funny is, is all of a sudden, you know, black truffle shop opens up across the street <laughs> or something like that. Or maybe they're selling them on the black market. Um, but anyway, or it could be, you know, drugs or something. But anyway, uh, maybe they were just bored. You know, hey, there's a truffle warehouse. You know, let's do that. But anyway, no one would ever believe that black truffles. But anyway, that was it. Okay, this next one is one that I kind of remember well, I don't remember the heist, but I remember kind of the <clears throat> the subject matter, and that was the Beanie Baby stuff. So there was this really huge thing during the 90s, kind of 80s, 90s, where the be- Beanie Babies were like a really big deal. And a lot of them were actually worth thousands and thousands of dollars. So, for instance, like <clears throat> there's this one called the, um, the Princess... What is it called? Uh, yeah, the Princess Bear. And it's worth five hundred thousand dollars. Can you believe that for a beanie baby? And there's another one called Bubbles the Fish, and it's worth one hundred twenty-nine thousand. So it's really not surprising that you know that people this 
these became part of like an underground <laughs> criminal kind of stuff. And it's not in, it's not surprising it became part of a heist. And there was actually a lot of them. I was reading through and there's a lot of heists involving Beanie Babies. And what's really sad is that, um, you know, people really love these things. They love their Beanie Babies and all that stuff. And they really started becoming like these barters for drugs, which is really funny. You know, hey, you know, they sell all these Beanie Babies just to get drug money. Um, but anyway, um, Beanie Babies um, became part of all this theft. And so actually in Andover, there was this uh, $900 uh, Beanie Baby called Happy the Hippo. And he was stolen. And then in Nashua, New Hampshire, hundreds of Beanie Babies were disappearing all over. About like a thousand of them. And then there was a couple who were forging checks so that they could buy them, and they had written $2,400 worth in fake checks just so they could buy Beanie Babies. And in Columbus, Ohio, though, were more than $20,000 worth of Beanie Babies stolen. That's so crazy. So stuffed animals full of beanies, uh, it'd be worth so much, and they became part of this crazy crime spree. So you probably now find babies, you know, Beanie Babies in Goodwills now. You know, they're just sitting around now, but... Um, and there's another story where an old man, he was 77 years old, and he was charged with stealing $6,000 worth of Beanie Babies. They were actually found in his work locker, but they let him off eventually because he said he wasn't aware that they were stolen. He'd gotten them from some flea market. Oh, sure, sure you did. <laughs> well, he's an old guy, you know. It's always convenient. You know, he probably uh, told him he had memory loss or something, you know, whatever. I didn't know they was in my locker. Or oh, they were in my locker. I didn't know they were stolen. I don't know. Uh, so anyway, uh, a lot of people went to jail and had criminal records just because of Beanie Babies. That's crazy. Okay, this one is one of my favorites. This one's called the Hang and Run Heist. This is so interesting. Yeah, so you can call it artist expression. That's what's funny about being an artist is you can take anything and be like, hey, I was trying to express myself or, you know, this means this. You know, you could just like throw some paint up on the wall and be like, well, that that, that was this and that was that, you know, that kind of thing. Well, anyway, um, <clears throat> but this one, the artist does say that he was expressing himself, but it is definitely a heist. So in 2021 in Denmark, it all took place at this place called Kunsten Museum of Modern Art. And it revolves around a work of, alt, work of art, and the work of art was named Take the Money and Run. <laughs> this is so funny. So the artist involved, his name is Jens Hanning, and he's a well-known, uh, famous Danish artist. So Jens was hired and contracted out by this museum to create some modern art for the museum. And they paid $84,000 for it. So I'm sure, so, they, you know, they were excited. You know, they paid all this money. They have this famous Danish, you know, artist. And he's going to, and, and they're so excited. They're excited that this art is going to be arriving. But when they, when it did arrive, though, they took them out and they were simply large black blank canvases. Blank. Nothing on them. And they were titled, Take the Money and Run. <laughs> so the point the point of it was that, well, he was making a statement, he says, on a commentary on poor wages. 
<laughs> I mean, I was laughing. I wish someone was paying me, you know, $84,000 not to paint. You know, hey, could you send us over some blank, you know? I would just go over to Walmart, you know, get some blank canvases, send them to him, you know? So Hanning's statement was that the work, you know, he took their money and he was making a statement. Well, the museum, of course, big surprise, rejected this. <laughs> but at the same time, this is funny, they displayed them. And I, I kind of think they, they they displayed them and actually hung them up. They were like, well, you know, at least we'll, you know, we have something. You know, we paid for these, you know. But what they should have done is put something on them that said like, you know, hey, this is a polar bear in a snowstorm or marshmallows laying on a white sheet. You know, they, they probably, they should have put something where the people were like, hey, what, you know, where's the, I don't see a polar bear. So, you know, something like that. So at least people would, you know, look at it and be like, no, you know. But anyway, basically this guy scammed them. It was so funny. So the blank canvases are supposed to make the statement the people's relationship with work and money. Yeah, so I guess at the time um, it hadn't created a lawsuit, but I'm sure eventually that that came. So, But anyway, this famous artist. I You have to kind of find some comedy in that. It, although he did um, scam them for $84,000, it was kind of funny. Okay, this next one. Another cheese. I told you, cheese is involved in a lot of heists and scams. So this one's called the Amsterdam Cheese Slicer Heist. Yes, this is about a slicer. So now we move from art museum back to this cheese museum. So, and funny that a cheese would warrant a whole museum. I would love to go there and see it. I'm not really sure what, how you could make a museum just with cheese. But anyway, in 2016, the most expensive cheese slicer was stolen. Yeah, it's worth over $28,000. And the reason is it's covered with 220 diamonds. So maybe a cheese slicer that Queen Elizabeth would have used, you know, with a price tag like that. So you wouldn't be cutting cheese with it. And yes, uh, it was stolen. And yes, the cops are clueless of where it went. They did not know where it go went. They didn't know who stole it. The cheese slicer was a collaboration between a company who produces cheese tools, and they're called Bosca Holland, and the Ar Ar Argentinian jeweler designer named Rodrigo Atazu. I love that name. So Rodrigo Atazu teamed up with Bosca Holland, and they made this cheese slicer that has diamonds all over it so it was stored in this basement of the museum locked away in cabinets and yes these criminals were able to break in and steal it and it was actually on tour it actually did a tour um, at a million millionaire fair in russia and also in chicago so not to be cheesy but they did really did cut the cheese on this one so <laughs> anyway Oh, those are crazy. Well, anyway, those are some of our heists. I thought those were fun to look at. And now the sponsor from the past. Here's how to help build strong bodies eight ways. Eat Wonder Bread. You want to go bigger and stronger, don't you? Golly, sure. Okay. A sandwich daily and two slices of Wonder Bread every meal give you eight elements you need. As much muscle-building protein as roast beef. As much calcium for bones and teeth as cottage cheese. As much phosphorus for cell metabolism as this egg. As much iron for red blood as three lamb chops. As much vitamin B1 for appetite as fried liver. As much vitamin B2 for growth as this much cheese. As much niacin for mental health as six sardines. As much energy as two glasses of milk. 
That's why you can help yourself grow bigger and stronger eight ways with Wonder Bread. I mean grow bigger and stronger eight ways. So be sure to eat Wonder Bread. Get Wonder Bread fresh at your grocer's today. Today on The Scoop, we feature a newsreel from 1931, and it's called A Visit from Gandhi to the UK. Here he is at last, the mystery man of India. Our first glimpse as the Rajputana came alongside at Marseille. And there's a woman of whom you've probably all read, but never seen in a picture. Miss Madeline Slade, the English daughter of an admiral, who now prefers to be known as Malara Ben. She's one of Mr. Gandhi's most devout disciples. She's leading the way ashore now. And just behind her comes Mr. Gandhi, dressed as he said he would be, in just his loincloth, even in the chilly climes of Europe. And he's carrying with him his pots and pans, which he declared at the customs. He was trotted around Marseille to several receptions and made one or two speeches which rather frightened the French authorities. But when asked to speak into the sound film microphone, he said, I think not. And so we go on our way to England. Well, here we are at Folkestone, with the Beeritz coming alongside, and as Gandhi said, in proper English weather, Pouring rain and bitterly cold. Miss Slade was the first ashore to tend to the luggage, that is, the goat's milk, etc. She was followed by Gandhi's son, and then came the little man, still scantily clad, but with an extremely wet blanket around his tiny frame. I'm sure he must have been frozen. We were in thick overcoats. He picked his way through the puddles along the quayside, he was wearing sandals, by the way, to the waiting motor car, for he decided that he'd rather go up to London by road. He insisted on sitting up in the front seat with the driver. He said that he could see better that way. So he tucked himself in, and so off to London, whilst his followers went by the boat train. In town, quite a lot of people had waited in the pouring rain outside the Friends Meeting House in the Euston Road to see what he really looked like. But at first they were quite disappointed because he went in the back way. But shortly afterwards he left by the front way. And then they really did see quite a lot of him, even his knees. He won't speak into the microphone. And so to his poplar home, where we leave this bizarre little man, whose coming has caused so much comment, complete with loincloth, spinning wheel and goat's milk, feeling sure that he cannot complain of his reception or the publicity he has received. From which, by the way, we always understood that he shrank. 
So because I was on vacation, we missed our segment called The Cat's Meow. So today we're going to be doing The Cat's Meow. So today on The Cat's Meow, it's all about things that can really, these little things that can really mean a lot. So in 2018, there was a woman named Susie who was in a grocery store and she was doing her shopping. And one, and when she was there, she got this terrible, terrible phone call that completely changed her life. It just turned into this most terrible day. The phone call she got was informing her that her grandfather had just passed away. And her grandfather and her were really close. So at that time when she got the phone call, she said she just went numb and she went into shock. Well, in the store, there was an older couple who happened to be in the store shopping at the same time. And they knew something was wrong. So they tried to get Susie to talk to them, and eventually she did, and she told them what happened. The older couple stayed with her, held her hand, and got her friend's phone number from her phone and had her friend come and pick her up. Not only that, but they also bought all of Susie's groceries in her cart for her and stayed with her until her friend arrived. After Susie left the grocery store, later on, the older couple got her address from the friend and also sent flowers. She said that it was one of the worst days of her life, but that older couple made it better just by showing kindness and care for another person. Every time Susie thinks about it, although she misses her grandfather, she smiles because these two people, these strangers, showed kindness and compassion. So here, to those unknown strangers, is the cat's meow. On today's show, we feature the Abbott and Costello radio show. The show is titled Bank Robbery. It originally aired October 15, 1942. It features the guest star Marlene Dietrich. Well, Lou Costello gets involved with a bank robbery, and well, of course he didn't do it, but who are the real crooks? Well, let's listen in and find out. Enjoy the show. rhythms of Freddie Rich and his orchestra, the swingy singing of Connie Haynes, and that silver-throated tenor whose soft, liquid voice thrills millions each time he croons. <laughs> Costello, I demand an explanation. You were supposed to meet me here at 7 o'clock. Uh, where have you been? At seven o'clock. It's three o'clock. Well, I'll whatever time been. it was, you missed the date. Well, I just came from the Second National Bank, Abbott. What? I had to go over there and open my vault. But, Costello, you have no money in that bank. I know it. Then why did you open the vault? I wanted to take a bite out of my Hershey bar. <laughs> oh, shut up. You don't have a vault. Is that my vault? Oh, wait a minute, Costello. I just heard over the radio that the Second National Bank was robbed this afternoon. Wait a minute. Were you there during the robbery? No, but I was there for the tea party. A tea party in the bank? Yeah, while I was standing there, a guy walked in, he says, All right, boys, hand over the sugar. <laughs> hand over the sugar. That's what he said. Costello, wait a minute, quick. What did this man look like? I don't know. He had such a bad cold, he had a handkerchief tied across his nose. <laughs> you, you dummy, that was a mask. 
He was the crook who robbed the bank. No, he wasn't, Abbott. He was no crook. He was the president of the bank. He offered to sell me the bank for a cow. Sell you the bank for a cow? Yeah, he said, one beef out of you and I'll give you the business. <laughs> Costello, that man was a crook. No, he wasn't. He was a very lovely fella. A very reputable, nice fella. What do you mean? And he had a friend with him who was a dentist. A dentist? Yeah, he offered to fix my teeth. He says, open your mouth and I'll drill you. <laughs> but I didn't have time. <laughs> I didn't want to go marching. Costello, wait a minute. How could you be so stupid? That man happened to be an accomplice. Oh, yeah, he was an accomplice dentist. You should have seen the way he fixed the cashier's toothache. He got him down on the floor, then he shoved a whole bunch of cotton in his mouth. You idiot, that was a gag. A gag? Yes, the cashier had a gag in his mouth. Well, if he did, he never had a chance to tell it. <laughs> I wish I hadn't told it either. Look, <laughs> Costello, can't I get anything through that thick skull of yours? These men were dangerous bank bandits, and they're escaped. They've escaped, remember that, uh, with two sacks full of gold bullion, and they're going to hide it. How are you going to hide bullion in a sack? It's bound to leak out. Oh, look, talk sense, Costello. You've got to go right down to the police station and give a description of those men. Not me, Abbott. I'm not going to... Why should I get mixed up in, those, in such things like that? Costello, I'm surprised at you. Don't you want to aid and abet those men? Do what? Aid and abet those men. Aid and abet. No, I hardly know the guys. Why should I sleep eight in a bed with strangers? <laughs> no, 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 Costello. I mean, you've got to identify the bandits. Could you swear to these men? Oh, yeah, I could swear to them, but they'd only swear right back at me. Extra, extra paper, read all about the National Bank. Hold up. Three yarn bandits escaped with loot. $1,000 reward for their capture. Hey, extra, hey, extra, did, did you hear that, Costello? There's a $1,000 reward for those men, and you and I can collect it. All we have to do is find those three-armed bandits. Well, that ought to be a cinch, Abbott. A cinch? Yeah, I mean, after all, you don't see many bandits with three arms. Oh, Costello, <laughs> Of course, I got an uncle that's kind of unusual. He's got ten toes. Yeah, you dummy. Everybody has ten toes. Yeah, but my uncle's got nine on one foot and one on the other. All right, look. <laughs> look, Costello, this is no time for foolishness. Now, we've got to get busy and organize a manhunt. Hey, maybe we should call a posse. That's a good idea. Because, what'd you say? Uh, call a posse. Call a posse. Call a posse? Yes. Here, posse, posse. No, no, no. Here, posse, will posse. You... Come on, look, posse. Look, 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 will you please be quiet? Before we report to the police station, you got a can stop of milk in your pocket. Will you keep quiet Here, a minute? Posse. Will you listen to me? Now, listen carefully. Before we report to the police station, we'll stop off and pick up some guns. I'll give you my Colt. But I don't want your Colt. Uh, you don't want my Colt? No, I don't want anybody's Colt. I just got over one of my own. My chest still hurts me now. Oh. <coughs> no, no, no. Look, 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 please. I'm not talking... All right, all right, Lou, look. I'm not talking about a Colt in the chest. I'm talking about a Colt in a holster. I never had a Colt in a holster. And I think it's wicked of you, Abbott, to want to give it to me. What do you mean? You want me to go around sneezing my holster off? No, Costello. <laughs> I'm talking about my Colt revolver. You can take my Colt, and I'll take my 45 caliber Mauser. You're going to take your what? My Mauser. Didn't you ever see my Mauser? Yeah, I saw her yesterday with your father. Mauser. <laughs> with my Fowser? With your Fowser, yeah. They were buying Christmas presents for your browser and Souser. Oh. <laughs> Costello, don't you know anything about guns? Didn't you ever have a gat? Well, when I was five years old, I had a little one. But you could hardly call it a gat. What did you call it? A gitten. A get off, oh, Costello. <laughs> Costello, I've heard enough. I know why you're stalling. You're afraid to go looking for those bandits. You're nothing but a lily-livered coward. You're a wishy-washy, weak-kneed, spineless jellyfish. Abbott, yeah. smile when you say that. Draw back your lips and smile. Why should I smile? I like to hear the wind whistle through your teeth. 
From the newer crop of hit tunes, Freddie Rich plays Let Me Love You Tonight. Nice work if you can get it, Freddie. Lovely singing star Connie Haynes is all ready to musically tell us, is you is or is you ain't, my baby? Come on, Connie. I got a man who's always late. Anytime we have a date, but I love him. Baby found somebody new. Oh, 
Come on, Costello, get out. We've got to find the police station so that you can give them a description of those bank robbers. Ask that, uh, ask that mounted policeman where the station is. Uh, pardon me, officer. We're looking for the police station. We'd like to talk about the Second National Bank robbery. Oh, well, the station's right around the corner. So go right in and they'll give you a big bag of popcorn. Popcorn? Why, certainly. We always feed the stool pigeons. <laughs> Say, officer, how long have you been riding that horse? Fourteen years. Did you ever ride a jackass? No. Then get out of yourself. <laughs> oh, come on, Costello. Hey, here's the police station right around the corner. Oh, I remember this place. My uncle, Artie Stebbins, used to work here as a cashier. A cashier in a police station? Yeah, he used to count the coppers as they came in. Uh, uh, all right, be quiet. Let's go in and report to the bank robbery. Hello, Sergeant. We came here uh, so... Just a moment, Justin. <laughs> My goodness, what is that? We're grilling a prisoner in there. We got the grill too hot. <laughs> Sergeant, we have some information to give on a bank robbery. Well, you'll find the chief of detectives right down the hall past the cell. Now, come on, Costello. Let me out of here. I'm innocent, I tell you. Innocent. 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 Say, I wonder what he's charged with. So do I. <laughs> ah, Costello. Here's the uh, detective bureau. Let's go in. Well, well, come in, gentlemen, and pull up a habeas corpus. Kitzel, don't tell me you're the chief of detectives. Chief of... Uh, could be, yes. But uh, please, boys, don't call me Kitzel, because around here I'm known as the great detective Philo Pants. Philo Pants? Yeah. Are you a good detective? Good. <laughs> Pants never falls down. <laughs> well, come, come, kiddies. What's on your mind? Don't keep pants in suspenders. <laughs> Don't keep pants in suspenders. <laughs> Comical, huh? I'd Comical. like to give you a belt. Uh, quiet, Costello. <laughs> Take it easy. Look, look, Kitzel. Costello was in the Second National Bank this afternoon uh -huh. when it was held up. And he has some valuable clues. Some clues, mm -hmm. huh? Where did you find the clues? Where did I find the clues? In the clues closet, you dope. <laughs> Stella, now don't be silly. Go ahead and tell Kitzel about the bank robbers. Yes. No, I ain't gonna tell him nothing. I'm gonna catch the robbers myself and collect a $1,000 reward. Oh, pish posh, pish posh. He's going to catch the robbers and he's going to go for goodness sake. What do you know about being a detective? What do I know? Yes. What do I know? What do you know? What do I know? Yeah, uh... I'm a great detective. Oh. You've heard of the thin man? Yes. Well, I'm the fat boy. <laughs> You're the fat boy. <laughs> it's a possibility. Look, Costello, why don't we settle this sensibly? All three of us will look for the bank robbers, and we'll split the reward with Philo Pants. Split the reward? Just a second, gentlemen. Just a second. Pants never splits. Abbott, I'm a lone wolf. I don't need either one of you guys. I'm dropping you and Pants, too. Oh, not so fast. Not so fast. Just remember, it'll be a cold day when our case is solved without Pants. He's right, Costello. Yeah. Philo is an expert at disguises. Am I an expert at disguises? You should have seen me last week. I followed a suspect to the Palladium Dance Hall, and I had to put on a dress and disguise myself like a hostess. Who was I cute? You know, I even danced with some of the men who bought tickets. Hey, wait a minute. 
Wait a minute. Yes. Did this happen to be last Saturday night? Saturday night, yes. Yeah. Were you wearing a dress with white buttons? Ha-ha, uh -huh, that was me. Give me back my eight bucks, Gladys. <laughs> Stella, will you please? Ah, pardon me, gentlemen. Hello, pants on the line. Hello, pants. Yeah. This is the leader of the bank bandits, Rocky Crumbcake. Oh, goodness. Now, look, pants. Yeah. I hate detectives, oh. and I'm going to bump off every detective in this town, mm. starting with the head man. Uh, just a second, I'll let you talk to the boss. Costello, it's for you. <laughs> hello, hello, Costello, the fat boy talking. Listen, fathead. Fat boy, I said. I said fathead. You're right, go ahead. This is Rocky. This is Rocky Crumbcake, the bandit. Uh, don't come looking for me or I'll fill you full of lead. Oh, yeah? I'll fill you full of lead. And I'll fill you full of lead. And I'll fill you full of lead. Okay, wise guy. Just say when. I'll meet you in back of Low Hung's Laundry in Chinatown. And you come alone. Don't bring your mob with you. Don't worry. I'll be there. Alone. You're darn right, because I ain't gonna be there. <laughs> Our singing star now, lovely Connie Haynes, in one of today's favorites. I dream of you more than you dream I do. How can I prove to you this love is and the orchestra revive an old favorite. I've got you under my skin.
ladies and gentlemen, this is a tense moment in our history tonight. The great manhunt is on. Our hero, Detective Costello, the fat boy, has trailed the bank bandit, Rocky Crumbcake, from one lair to another. He's a three-layer crumb cake. We now find Detective Costello with his friend, Bud Abbott, hot on the trail. It is a big moment as the fat boy stoops to pick up the scent. Let us listen to this fat stoop. <laughs> hey, Abbott, where are we? It's so dark around here, I can't see a thing. Shh, shh, quiet, quiet. We're right in the middle of old Chinatown. How can you tell? I smell punk. I know that. <laughs> but where are we? Shh, quiet, Costello. Do you realize that we're passing the house of the seven howls? Well, who gives a hoot? Uh, will you shut up and follow me? Rocky Crumb Cake is probably hiding in one of these buildings. And I think it's this one. Then let's try another one. Nah, nah, nonsense. Now, we've got to search every building in this block. Now, let's start with this Chinese theater. Okay, I'll flash my badge on this cute little Chinese girl in the ticket office. Good evening, my little Otis Blossom. How many tickets you want? You all? You all? She must come from the south of China. How much cost them, Tiki? One yen. Have you got a yen? You all? I got a yen for you all. <laughs> all right. Come on, Costello. Come on. We've got to get... We've got to get crumb cake. Look, you get crumb cake, and I'll stay here with this little cookie. Now, listen. I said come along. Crumb cake may be hiding in the crowd in this theater. Let's go in. Hey, Abbott. Listen to that orchestra. <laughs> That's Fleddy Litch and his leechy nuts. Quiet, Costello. There are two Chinese comedians coming out on the stage. Listen. Oh, Honorable One Lung, uh, understand that you are organizing Honorable Baseball Team. Yes, Honorable Mahjong. Honorable players have funny names. Oh, very interesting. Who is on first? That's like... What's like? No, Honorable Watts on second. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Stop the show. Stop the show. Oh, what's the matter, Honorable Fat Boy? Why you interrupt Honorable Shaw? Because Honorable Chinese comedians steal Honorable Baseball routine that we get Honorable money for. All right, all right. Honorable? Costello, let's get out of here. Honorable? Oh, listen, we've got to find crumb cake and get that reward. Hey, we'll go out this exit to the alley. Hey, look across the alley. There's a suspicious-looking building. Don't look at it. Maybe Shh. it won't say nothing. Listen. And the window is open. Come on. I'll boost you in. Hey, watch out for that nail. Okay. Ah. Quiet! You're an undercover man. I think I've just been uncovered. Ah, good evening, gentlemen. Welcome to our honorable home. Oh, get this character. <laughs> In the back way. It's an old habit. I peddled ice one summer. <laughs> Come this way. The honorable Mandarin is waiting for you. You're killing me, kid. <laughs> Who's waiting for us? The Mandarin. And I can't even play one. Silence. You are in the house of the great Mandarin. Honorable Clang, Clang, Clang. And who are you? I am his daughter, Tickling 6400. <laughs> You must be the bell of Chinatown. Quiet, Costello. Look, uh, Tingling, tell your father that the detectives are here. I will ring for him. Ding, ding, ding. 
I am the great mandolin. Clang, clang, clang. Clang, clang, clang with the trolley. A ding, ding, ding with the bell. A ding, ding, ding. All right, Costello. Oh. Costello, will you please? Costello. All right, all right, all right, all right. Please, keep quiet. Oh. Yes, I heard it. All right. Oh, uh, That's all right. a nice note. Oh. Yeah, all right. Well, keep it. Nobody wants it. I think I scared that Chinese woman. You must have, yes. You'll frighten anything. Uh, oh, uh, Honorable Mandarin, uh, we are on the trail of a notorious bank bandit. Uh, we think he may be hiding here. Nonsense. I never heard of Rocky Crumb Cake. Hey, Abbott! Abbott! How did he know his name? That's Rocky Crumb Cake! Come on, Rocky! Put up your hands, Crumb Cake, or I'll crack your frosting. <laughs> Put up your hands! Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute, fat boy. Hey, that's, that's a mighty pretty gun you have there. Come on, never mind that. <laughs> what a nice pearl handle. Hey, do you mind if I look at it? Well, I guess that would be all right. Costello, he's coming toward you. Let him have it. Okay, here you are, Rocky. Hey, no, gun. no, you dummy, no. You told me to let him have it. Not the gun. <laughs> now stick him up, you fools. <laughs> the famous detective, Costello. Costello, I'm going to fill you so full of holes, you can button your vest from any angle. Oh, yeah? And do you want to know something, Rocky? Yeah, what? I think you're just the guy that can do it. All right, you guys. Turn around and face the wall. This is it. If you got any last requests, make them now. I've, I've got a request to make. Rocky, I'm too young to die. Rocky, Come before on. I die, there's only one thing that I would like. Could I have a big bowl of huckleberries and cream? Huckleberries and cream? Yeah. Huckleberries won't be ripe for six months. That's all right. I'll wait. <laughs> oh, quit stalling with these bums, Rocky. When I count three, give them the works. One, two... Stand where you are, everybody And don't nobody move And you too, Rocky Crumb Cake And that dame <laughs> Get in that closet I'm locking you both up Sebastian What are you doing here with that badge And a gun in your hand I've got a new job, Louie I'm the assistant to the great detective Philo Pants Pants can't get along without me Hans can't get along without you. No, he calls me the zipper. The uh, sub... <laughs> Sebastian, Philo Pants should send a kid like you out on a job like this. Why isn't he with you? Don't worry, Uncle Bud. Pants is coming down. How do you know? I've got his belt. <laughs> Sebastian, I'm surprised at you. Don't you realize that you might have been killed? Why do you always go around butting into things that don't concern you? Why don't you stay home like, like other children do? All you do is worry me and your poor brother to death. What's the matter with you, Sebastian? Oh, I'm a bad boy! Some like you live for the moment Some like you just reminisce but whenever I have an evening to spend, just give me one like this. This is a lovely way to spend an evening. Can't think of anything I'd rather do. This is a lovely way to spend an evening. Can't think of anyone 
Good night, folks. Good night, folks. This is the Armed Forces Radio Service. everyone that's another show come and gone and well don't worry we'll be back with a new show next week and you know what the real crime is here the real crime would be you not listening to the old radio companion and also not passing it on you need to tell other people about it (laughs) well keep listening on your favorite podcast station and check us out also on facebook and twitter and just keep listening. And I really appreciate you coming and spending this time with me. So have a great week and weekend, everyone. And until next week, this is Jay Lewis, Off the Air. Mm-hmm.